0: Hey, I'm Bardiarez, and I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. Welcome to my podcast where I teach you how to stop drinking, how to quit craving, and how to begin the journey back to yourself so that you can transform your life. After a 14-year binge drinking career, starting and stopping dozens of times and trying everything in the book from AA to therapy, I finally discovered the key to sustainable sobriety. And on this podcast, you're going to learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you quit drinking alcohol the easy way so you can finally step into the next chapter of your life and begin fulfilling your potential. For private one-on-one or group coaching, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. Hey, welcome back to the next episode. I'm your host, Marty Arez. I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. And... Excited to be recording another episode. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been pretty focused and busy working on a few things, but um, happy to be back. and what I want to talk about today is an incredibly important component of quitting drinking and getting sober. and that is getting to the source and bottom of why we're drinking in the first place. Right. A lot of people, when they're just getting into this journey, when they've had a 10, 20, 30, sometimes 40 year drinking career. And they're getting to the point where it's just destroying their life. Maybe you're at that point right now and you're getting to this place and you're thinking that, hey, like, I just need to stop this thing. I want this out of my life. I need to physically stop drinking. And so you might go three days or a week or two weeks or maybe, you know, you see some 30 day challenge online and you run 30 days. But then inevitably you find yourself yo-yoing back again and you start drinking again right? So what I mean by getting to the source is you have to identify why am I drinking in the first place, right? For everybody, it comes down to escaping some sort of internal pain. Now, I know there's other people who maybe aren't drinking because they think they're in pain. Maybe they are drinking because, you know, they're constantly trying to celebrate, right? They're trying to get that dopamine rush to amp things up so that things feel more fun, but I would say that that's a, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Understand that the two fundamental sponsoring emotions or drives of a human being are to either pursue pleasure or to escape pain, right? That's it. Like everything that we do in life as human beings is either to pursue pleasure or to escape pain. I mean, you think about everything that we do. Why do we brush our teeth? Not to pursue pleasure. But to escape the future pain of having to go get root canals and all of our teeth pulled, right? Like everything that we do, right? We go to the gym, we eat, we mate, we whatever it is, we go to like, we acquire resources, we, you know, we go to the park, we we buy a dog, like everything we do is fundamentally rooted in pursuing pleasure or escaping pain. And so the thing with alcohol that most people don't realize is that the more you drink, the more it disrupts the neurochemical balance of the pain-pleasure sort of balance. And eventually, as you continue to drink all this alcohol, you start to experience more pain, right? So in the beginning, you experience a lot of pleasure and you experience a little bit of pain. And there's like a curve to this, right? Maybe it takes five years for certain people to notice that, okay, the pain-pleasure balance has tipped. And now drinking alcohol is mostly pain and it's very little pleasure. Some people takes 30 years or 40 years to discover this at the rate that they drink based on their biology and neurochemistry and, and you know, addictive tendencies and, and life circumstances and, and all these different things. But ultimately it gets to a point where um, the pain outweighs the pleasure, right? So What we need to realize is that as we pursue this journey of quitting drinking and freeing ourselves from addiction and taking back control over our mind and body and the direction of our life, we need to get to the source of why we're drinking. For most people, I would say 95% or maybe more, it's because you're trying to escape a source of pain. So now we have to ask ourselves, like we're lifting the hood like a mechanic and identifying, okay, what is this pain that I'm feeling? Am I feeling bored? which for many people it is. But again, the problem with that is that alcohol induces boredom by the way that it downregulates and disrupts your dopamine production. When you're getting all this exogenous alcohol into your system, exogenous being outside of you, and it pumps your brain with abnormally high levels of dopamine, which gives you that feeling of euphoria for a couple hours while you drink, in order for it to balance back out, it needs to downregulate, and it reduces your dopamine below baseline. And that's when you feel like shit, that's when you feel unmotivated, that's when you feel like just not good. You know, when you have really low dopamine levels, right? And so then it has to come back up, but it never comes back up to baseline because now your dopamine is a little bit damaged from all this alcohol. It does eventually come back to good, healthy baselines. And for everybody, it takes a different amount of time, anywhere from two to four weeks on average to really notice a significant difference. Uh, but in terms of your brain fully recovering, like back to totally normal, healthy levels as if you weren't drinking could take a couple of years or so. And depending on, you know, if you're drinking a pint of vodka a day for 30 years, like maybe it'll never come back to uh, to to a normal baseline because like you've been taking a drug that's literally no different than cocaine or heroin. It's just more socially accepted. Right. And so this is what happens when we take drugs, folks, like we're doing real damage to ourselves. And it's important that as you approach this journey, you start to wake up and realize that alcohol really is no different than heroin or cocaine or methamphetamines or Xanax or anything else. It's an exogenous substance. It's a substance outside of you that when you ingest it, alters the way that you feel, okay? It doesn't doesn't matter if we're talking about Xanax or if we're talking about alcohol, right? Like all of these change and and impact you differently. But the fact of the matter is, is that alcohol in terms of its damage to you and damage to the people around you and damage to society is at the very, very top of the list. Okay. And so getting back to it, right? Like why are we drinking? One, it could be boredom. One, it could be stress from work. One, it could be, you know, you look at mommy wine culture And it could be the stress of of being a parent and having your kids screaming in your face all day. Or it could be the stress of an unhappy marriage or relationship, right? There's so many different reasons why we might turn to drinking. But ultimately, it's because we think or we feel like alcohol provides a temporary relief. The problem is, is that it is not a sustainable long-term strategy. As we all know, if you're listening to this, you understand that drinking alcohol is not sustainable. The good news on the other side is that you can actually manage and get through whatever stress you're feeling, whatever pain that you're feeling, there's a way to naturally manage it and cope with it, right? Like I'm two years alcohol free and there's nothing that life could throw at me at this point where I would think alcohol is like a good solution because I've ran that script a hundred thousand times and I already know where it leads to. So do you, right? Like you're smart. Right. Like you are successful in other areas of your life. Um, You know, treat this like you were treating a business. Imagine you were running your own business and you had this employee who was going out and making the same mistake a thousand times. Like at some point, you'd have to sit there and do an audit, right? And be like, okay, how is this student or excuse me, how is this employee thinking? How is he approaching his job? Did we train him properly? Does he understand the job description? Does he have standard operating procedures on how to execute? If he comes a pro if he comes across this thing that he has to solve or handle within the business, does he know how to do it? Like, does he have the tools? Does he have the skills? Does he have the strategies? Right. And like if somebody was making the same mistake a thousand times, you would look at that and be like, all right, we need to get this thing figured out. Right. It's not because that employee sucks or that employee is broken or that employee, you know, is deficient. It's because they don't know how to handle the job, right? And so when it comes to drinking alcohol, it's kind of the same thing, right? Alcohol is a behavior, right? It's important to understand. And and as you're moving through this journey, it's important to you to make the distinction that, you know, like this thing, this problem that we have with alcohol, it's at the level of behavior, it's not at the level of identity because if you believe deep down that being an addict or an alcoholic is who you are and there's nothing you can do about it, then it's going to be virtually impossible to change because our life, the representations of how we think, how we act, how we behave, all this comes down to the, to our identity. It's a reflection of our identity. So if we want to quit drinking, we have to understand that this is, this is something that we have to start changing at, at the level of behavior right? It's it's a pattern that we've fallen into. And we've practiced over time for sometimes decades, which has become an unconscious and automatic uh, pattern and behavior. So getting to the root of why we're drinking in the first place is very, very important. And what I'll tell you and what I work on with all of my clients is this all comes down to improving your mental and emotional regulation. Your mental and your emotional regulation is your ability to process and manage your internal environment, okay? And you would be surprised, right? We've got eight and a half billion people on this planet, and most adults, if not all adults to some degree, have trouble managing their internal environment, their thoughts, their feelings, and their emotions. Why? One, because Nowhere in the educational system, you know, whether it's with our parents, whether it's with our school or anything else, are we taught how to manage our internal environment, right? We learn a lot of book smarts. We learned, you know, science and math and, you know, how to play sports, right? But nowhere is anybody really teaching us how to manage our mind and the stories and narratives and belief systems that we hold true within ourselves, And the feelings and the visceral sensations and emotions that arise in our body, right? There's virtually no education here. And so ultimately what happens is when we experience painful uh, circumstances, right, and we experience trauma, oftentimes for most of us, it's, it's happening during our childhood and adolescence. Um, But it could happen any time. It could happen in your 20s or 30s or 40s, you know, from a a crazy relationship or a a heartbreaking breakup or somebody passing away or some form of abuse, right? Whatever it might be, when we don't know how to process these things internally and they go unresolved and we kind of just, you know, sweep them under the rug and say, we'll deal with them later, whatever, these energies continue to build and build and build and build and build and build and build build until they become so overwhelming that we don't know how to handle them. And so we turn to alcohol, right? And so on this journey, as we're quitting drinking, right, you have to understand that it's not just about physically not drinking anymore. Like, yeah, that's the first component. That's like 5% of it. Don't pick up the alcohol. Don't pour it into your mouth, right? Got it. Like, simple enough. A monkey can, can follow those directions. The second component, that we all need to embark upon when it comes to this journey is lifting up the hood and identifying what is causing me a sense of unease or stress or pain. And how can I resolve this at the root? Because if I don't resolve this at the root, if I just remove the alcohol, that's like removing the bandaid, right? The wound still exists, whatever that wound is. It could be a lack of self-confidence. It could be a lack of self-esteem. It could be a very low tolerance to stress and a very small window in terms of being able to handle our emotions, right? It could be um, so many things, right? And so that is the work. That is the journey of, and I say this a lot, you know, overcoming alcohol addiction is the process of coming back home to yourself, coming back home to your true nature, coming back home to who you are, Right. I've said this several times in my videos and in some of my podcasts. Like you were not born to come to earth and to spend 75, 80% of your time fucked up. Right. Like if you think about it that way, it's, it's mind blowing. Right. Like you were not put on this earth to just get fucked up all the time. You know, you were put on this earth to experience the vastness and potential of what's available here. Right. What's available to you in terms of your potential as a human being, your gifts, your creativity, your self-expression, your authenticity, the full range of the human emotions, love, forgiveness, happiness, like sadness, grief. Like it's it's all part of the human experience. But you weren't put here to just drink all the time. Right. But you start to wake up from the matrix. You start to realize that everything alcohol is like air to our society if you look around our society, it's pretty broken, you know, like all you have to do is turn on the news. All you have to do is scroll on social media and you can see just how much mental and emotional unrest there is across human beings, right? Like we live in a world right now where, you know, in terms of pleasures and in terms of like resources and abundance and access to technology and everything is at its absolute peak, but mental health is at its absolute worst, right? And like, why is that you know why is that that's a that's a serious question that we need to ask ourselves and when you when you look at it a lot of it has to do with our inability or our unwillingness or our lack of courage to go out and actually look inward right it's like we're just trying to look outside of ourselves to constantly try to numb and distract and avoid the things that we need to do. And so for a lot of us, the things that we need to do are we need to dig in and we need to have some deep conversations with people. We need to dig in and look in the mirror and accept or reflect on certain aspects of our personality that we've been running away from, that we've been hiding from, that we've been shaming, that we've been guilting. We need to hold up a mirror and look at the state of our life, the decisions that we've made, right? for a lot of people, these things are hard to do, right? Because maybe we haven't been making good decisions. Maybe we married the wrong person. Maybe we've let our health go and we've gained 100 pounds. Maybe we are in a job that we hate, but we feel stuck, right? Maybe we've, you know, got whatever, you know? These are all the reasons why we're turning to alcohol, right? As a way to numb and escape and distract ourselves from the real aspects of our life that we need to confront. And so understand that like, if you want to reclaim ownership over your mind, over your body, over your soul, and you want to get to a place where you're going to be able to finally go out and create the life that you want for yourself, you have to, one, be willing to start the journey of letting go of alcohol. And number two, you have to be willing to dig in and identify what am I running from? What am I trying to avoid? What am I trying to numb? What am I trying to escape? You know, and understand that whatever that thing is, whatever it is pain, trauma, abuse, poor decisions, a lack of self belief. All of these things are manageable. All of these things are solvable. You can start to feel safe and confident in your skin again. You can start to tap into your authentic self. You can start to create a plan and a map for where you wanna go. It doesn't matter how many mistakes that you've made. It doesn't matter what you've done, who you've hurt, if you've hurt yourself. It doesn't matter how much shame or guilt you have. Like the present moment always gives you an opportunity to start fresh. Just because your track record in the past has been X, Y, or Z, it doesn't mean from this moment moving forward, the future has to be the same. And I know it feels like that, especially if you've been down in the dumps or if you've, you know, the track record hasn't been so good and your decisions haven't been the best. And maybe you've tried a hundred times or a thousand times, but understand the present moment holds infinity. The future is void, it hasn't come yet, right? The future gets created. Every second, every infinite kind of present moment that you have creates your future. And this is such an important awareness point and distinction to realize is that, you know, we get caught up in our mind and our brain projecting into the future based on past results. But that's not an effective strategy, especially if the past has not proven to be the thing that you've wanted, right? Or, or you know, certain things happened that were out of your control. So if you use that mental model and strategy of thinking where, okay, I'm just going to try to assess what can happen in the future based on what's happened in the past, you're kind of screwed, right? And this is why hiring a sobriety and life coach like myself is a life changer because understand that like alcohol is not the problem, my friend. Alcohol is not the problem. Alcohol is the the band-aid. It's the coping mechanism to try to alleviate the pain that you're experiencing internally. So once you begin to address and work through and understand and reframe and reassess and remodel all of the internal things, the ability to quit drinking and not drink and not feel like you're missing out and, and having cravings and living in the shadow of your addiction, like, dude, all that like kind of disappears. Because there's no reason to drink a toxic poison down your gullet when you feel safe and aligned and open and your mental models are working correctly, your belief systems are in tune, your emotional state is regulated, like you are a perfect human connected to the present moment. And when you have a harmonious relationship to the present moment and the ability to manage your mind and internal state, then you're good. You don't need to, you don't need anything outside of yourself. And that is that is the key. That is the thing to realize is you never needed the alcohol in the first place. Alcohol just came in into the picture as a way to try and manage what was going on inside you because you didn't know another way. And maybe still, as you're listening to this, you don't know another way. Um, but trust me, like when you go through this process and you go through the right type of process and you really commit to it, understand that your ability to... Go out and start creating your life without alcohol. I mean, it's just, it's wild. It's wild. So I'm going to keep this one short um, right at 20 minutes or so, but I appreciate you listening in. And again, I want to leave you with this. And I want to remind you that in order to successfully move down this path, what you need to do is start to do the inner work. You need to start developing the courage and bravery. And I know it's scary because sometimes the stuff in the past is painful. right? But the only way from one side to the next is we have to walk through it. We have to walk across it. And so um, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I am accepting new clients. Go ahead and visit my website, www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com fill out an application. And if I feel like we are a good fit, I will reach out to you. Uh, But thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with your friends or someone you know who might be struggling with alcohol. And if you feel like you're ready to finally transform your relationship with alcohol, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. I offer private one-on-one and group coaching to make letting go of alcohol easier and more sustainable than you ever thought possible. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.